0: Glory to God. God has sent me for one assignment today. God has sent me to tell you that you are called. You are called. I'm going to be saying some profound truths today. And I want you to concentrate. If you have your books, very good. If you have your phone and you can jot, very good. But make sure, don't do any other thing. It's going to bless you. It's going to bless you immensely. And God began to deal with me some years ago about the call of a man. And recently, some events happened in my life, and I knew that it was orchestrated by God to pull me or to move me to the place of my destiny. Because the truth is, one of the things you must understand as believers is not every persecution or every trial that hits you as a believer that has come to destroy you. Most of the times, trials come to move you to a place of destiny. Because as a believer, There's a propensity for you to become complacent in a particular area. You can bind demons, demons can go. You can feel headache in your body, the symptoms, you can pray and it will go. And you think that is all it is about what God has called you to do. But it's beyond that. You remember when the disciples were with Jesus, what happened? They were so relaxed. They could cast demons out. They were so happy. Hallelujah. They could bring coin out of the mouth of a fish they could see cripples walk they could virtually pay for anything they want to pay when they were with the master but the gospel wouldn't have been spread to the ends of the world with that act of diligence and commitment to Jesus so what happened when Jesus Christ died hallelujah and he ascended into heaven what made the gospel to go to the ends of the earth was the persecution that came to the apostles So, when the apostles were being persecuted, let's do use a case scenario of Makodi. Let's say the apostles were in Makodi, and when they were persecuted, do you know what happened, Pastor Ziggy? Some fled to Boko, some fled to uh Kasiniala, some fled to Kaduna, some went to Joss, some from the border of Joss they went to Cameroon. Do you understand? And as the persecution continued all the people who believed in jesus began to scatter abroad some were killed and while some were being killed others were believing in jesus and that's how the gospel was spread from one end of the earth to another so it is not every persecution that has come to destroy you sir it is not every persecution some persecutions and some rejections come to propel you into your destiny because sometimes God sees that you are comfortable where you are and God wants to move you to a place because see the work of God can never be done in comfort even training a fish cannot be done in comfort if you are training a fish in a pond it will change your life a fish will change your routine how much more winning souls for God it will change your life you can't be the same the kind of friends you keep, Paul, you agree with me since you gave your life to Christ and began to do the work of the ministry. It is not those same friends you have. Some have called your names thinking that you don't have time for them anymore because you are rolling with big guys. But they don't know that the call of God upon a life of a man, it stretches that man and alters your plans. Hallelujah. And I'm here to tell you today about the qualified life. And the qualified life it's about the man that God has qualified the bible says in the book of first Corinthians it's not you say it's not that we are qualified on our own self it says but by the grace of God that's what gives us the qualification we do not come out to say we are worthy we are holy do you understand it is because of the, the the deposits of Jesus in the inside of us that's what qualifies us If not, a normal man like me, I'm not brilliant, I'm not sharp, I'm a fearful man, but when I encountered God, I became fearless, wisdom came upon me that I imagined where it came from. That's what the Lord can do to you when you accept his leadership into your life. Glory to God. And so to enter into your call, the first thing that is required, put it down, is that you must start with God the first thing that is required is that you do what you start with god yes you can use your phone the first thing that is required is to do what to start with god now your call is so important to god your destiny is so important to god because other people's life are dependent on you i was talking to my wife this morning or yesterday night and i said the reason why men and women need to discover what God has called them to do is because the failure to recognize your call and your destiny is a failure for others to enjoy the benefits of heaven that is tied to you. you you get what I'm saying Malik? so if you don't manifest today Malik there's a propensity that your family and the people's destiny that are tied to you may never find expression on earth That's how it is. That's how it is. And so, every time God begins to perfect you, every time God begins to press on you, to move into a place of your call, what God is trying to do, is trying to honor the prayer of men and women that are on their knees and saying, God, show me who am I. Some persons, who they are, is in the realization of who this guy is. And that's why you must value your call. must value what God has called you and ordained you to do so I say in understanding and walking into your call one thing is required the first thing is what you should start with God the Bible says in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God hallelujah Sorry, let me get my scriptures so the first thing that is required is to do what no no say it like a minute good in the book of genesis chapter 1 verse 1 in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth in the beginning who so in the beginning you saw that it was not the devil in the beginning it was not the chaos in the beginning was who was god hallelujah in the book of john chapter 1 verse one to four it says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God the same was in the beginning with God all things were made through him and without him was not anything made that had been made in him was life and the life was the light of men in the beginning was what the word and the word Jesus there is Jesus hallelujah the word there is Jesus because scriptures told us that Jesus is the word of the father hallelujah so when God in the beginning spoke and said let there be light he's actually speaking Jesus into manifestation hallelujah so in the beginning God in the beginning was the word so every man's call must start with God because God is the manufacturer and the giver of the call so if the manufacturer is not involved in the operation of the product Then bet me, the product will not be operated optimally. Now, this is one of the things we do as Nigerians. When we buy this flat screen television, brand new, what do we do? The normal thing a Malik or a Pastor, (laughs) Harrison or a Pastor, Ziggy or Paul will do, is to open the television from the carton, plug it into the power source and just on it and begin to look for channel. So when they look for channel, they are not able to find the channel or they could not fine-tune then they will now go to the cattle and look for the manual (laughs) so that's how a lot of christians and believers live their life they go through life struggle hustle do everything do you understand and when they crash land they come back to god you're too faithful to disappoint me if you don't help me where else will i go meanwhile the first thing to do is to go through the manual To see how this television will be able to perform optimally. So that's what God requires of us. In the beginning, it has to be with God. In the beginning that you discover your babe in the university, it has to be with God. In the beginning that you want to propose to her, it has to be with God. It might look old-fashioned, man of God, but I'm telling you the truth. You can never miss it with God. When you start with God, you can never miss it tell somebody everything begins with God you see the beginning began with God God did not begin in the beginning the beginning began in God you see Harrison, Paul and Mrs. Bridget can say when Impact Life Mission started not just even the entrepreneurship center they can say they were there in the beginning before Olola appeared before Shedrack appeared before Auntie Ruby, before any of all of you who are here now but god began before the beginning it means god was there before existence sprouted out of god that's why the bible says all things consist in him that's why the bible says in the book of acts in him we live move and have our being the only reason why god does not control you or stop you from smoking or committing fornication or adultery is because God does not want to alter the will of man, the free will of man. If not, God knows everything at all times. God is everywhere, though He is not actively operational in a particular place because God has respect for jurisdictions. Hallelujah. Now, that's not what I'm diving into right now, but just to let you know that the beginning began with God. And that's why every wise believer must start a business consulting God first. Must start a relationship consulting God first. Must start a music ministry consulting God first. Must start a sound ministry consulting God first. Because when you start with God, you are sure that the rest of it is holy. Starting with God is equivalent to your first fruits. first fruit is not necessarily you collecting salary hallelujah and sowing it to a church that's a part of it you farm a produce and the first crop of the yam you sow it to a church or to a man of god you you get your child your first child you dedicate it to church hallelujah and say god use this child now but you can also begin with your ministry or with your business and say God I hand over this shoemaking I hand over this photography to you because I know that without you I'm I'm gonna be snapping like every other person you get what I'm saying because when you begin with God you are sure to conclude the rest of it right you get what I'm saying so your call must what it must begin or start with what with who With God. Glory to God. So everything, like I said, is constituted in God. Life lives in God. Life lives in God. Hallelujah. Everything exists in Him. And in the book of Acts chapter 17 verse 28, it says, in Him we live. In Him we move. In Him we have our very existence. We have our being. You get what I'm saying now? So everything is constituted in God without God you are useless without God you may be making impact but the impact does not have T because the impact cannot be complete without God that's why a lot of people get motivated in a meeting but when they get home two weeks later one year later their life remains the same because when God is not backed up or if God is not in the beginning in the end and in between Impact is not sustained. You get what I'm saying now? Hallelujah. So everything starts with God. Number two, to enter into the call and the ministry that God has called you into. Number two, you must make him your source. Write that down. Make God who? Your source. God is not the inverter. You know, the inverter is when the main power source is off. Then you see the inverter is that big battery you see in uh, hospitals, in banks. So when You know, that's the plan B of the power. So God is not your inviter; God is the main source. When you make God your source, the Bible says in the book of John chapter 15 verse 5, it says, I am the vine. John 15 verse 5. Are we together now? Don't be distracted. The book of John chapter 15 verse 5. It says, I am the vine and you are the branches. He that abides in me and I in him, the same beareth much fruit for apart from me you can do what nothing you can do nothing so man of god you agree with me that a lot of people are just on the street doing nothing doing nothing even though they are on a platform but they are doing nothing because if you are not in god if you are not in sync with god it's just like the tree this tree you see outside if you cut one of the stem outside from the tree and leave it the next day when you come That thing goes, it it just withers. Because it has been detached from the source. So God expects you to make him your source. Glory to God. So without God, we can do what? We can do nothing. Without him, we are really nothing. I want you to know that. Because failure to acknowledge this can bring you to a place of pride. And that is even worse. Because the Bible says God resists the proud. That's one of the, the category of presence that it is stated clearly that God resists. To resist means I don't want to see you for my presence. To resist does not just mean I beg, I beg, don't come. To resist means I am, I, am, I am consciously contending against you. You understand? To resist means I am opposing you. Anything that will make you succeed, I will oppose it and truncate it. You, you get what I'm saying now? Hallelujah. So outside God, we are incapacitated whatever capacity we can boast of that is outside God it is no capacity outside him our life loses meaning glory to God it loses meaning we can't make any difference to the preacher he is the inspiration that we teach to the man who handles the sound he's your technical man the man who handles the light on the stage he's the light of the world hallelujah to the man who is a caterer he's the bread of life you get what i'm saying now to the doctor he's the great physician glory to god so he's everything in between his life his love he's your source so imagine that god is not your source what more can you achieve nothing nothing you can't achieve nothing glory to god so outside god no meaningful impact can ever be made no meaningful impact outside him our life's journey on earth will be futile hallelujah do not make any sense because god is my source how i wish you would say that god is my source say to yourself say god is my source now close your eyes and say god you are my source I have acknowledged that without you I can do nothing you are my source and I depend totally on you I want you to one in one minute just rededicate yourself make that comment, commitment one more time to God say God I acknowledge you as my source in any way that I have detached myself from you I reunite myself back to you I make you my source afresh. Make that your prayer, just for one minute. Make that in the quietness of your heart. Say, God, I make you my source. You are my source. For it's in Jesus' name, we pray. Now, a lot of people will say, Mr. Tim, from the beginning you said, God knows everything. He created the heavens and the earth. So why do I have to make God my source? And I told you that... God respects your free will. It's one thing to know that God is God. It's another thing to let Him to be God. You understand? So that's why when we do the sinner's prayer, what do we say? We say, I accept Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. He can be your savior, but if you don't allow him to be Lord over you, to be Lord over you means he can tell you, go here and you will go. He can tell you, stand there, and you stand. He can tell you, don't marry this man, and you will not marry, even though the guy has money. He can tell you, don't go to service in this state. Don't work it. Allow me to take you to Zanfara, and you will let him go. Why? Because he knows as the manufacturer, just like you stumbled when you were trying to look for the channel in that television, and you went back to the manual. That's how God is. That's who God is. He has put everything about you in the manual. He knows who you are he knows who you are going to become tomorrow he knows that you can marry a man today who cannot even pay for your wedding gown but two years later the man will begin to pay for other people's wedding gown do you understand because see a man who is under the wheel and the cover of God can never miss it 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 may not be juicy today sir but just give it some time hallelujah so when you make God your source everything becomes right somebody say amen Somebody turn to your neighbor and say, make God your source. You will not regret it. The first thing I say in order to enter into your call and your ministry, the first thing is what? No, say it like a minute. Start with God. And the second is what? Now, number three point is that you must understand the perfect sacrifice. Hallelujah. The perfect sacrifice. Number three now let me talk to you um, just briefly about the atonement now there's something in the bible especially in the book of leviticus and also captured in some areas of exodus hallelujah god talked to moses about a tabernacle just pay uh, i want you to pay attention now the tabernacle of moses was a kind of design that came from god directly god told moses what to do because the people of israel found themselves at a point in the middle of a desert and they had to worship god now because strange gods began to creep into the, uh, strange practices began to creep into their midst, and god wanted his people to himself because god is such a jealous god and god told moses about the the design of the tabernacle and now in the tabernacle captured was the outer court the inner court and the holy of holies and part of some uh, ingredients or some things you can find in the tabernacle of uh, of moses was things like the shoe bread the the seven lampstand the candle stand that represents the seven spirits of god the brazen altar where purification happens and um, other place where the animals were killed do you understand and where people could stay with tabernacle before they come into the uh, the the inner court the chamber and the holy of holies all these are captured this is not just what I want to talk about today but just to give you a brief about the tabernacle now but one of the major activity apart from the worship of God um, that happened in the tabernacle of Moses was the remission of sin the atonement of sin now because God recognized that the only thing that can stop his relationship with man or man's relationship with him is sin so God does not play with sin And in the early Testament, which you call the Old Testament, God always finds a way to purify his sons and daughters from sin. Because he knows that the only way the devil will be able to take you away from him based on guilt and what you've done and condemnation is through sin or via sin. And so God always wants a way that his people, his children will always come to the place of purification. So one of the things that happen is the atonement we have people bring all manner of animals the bullock that's like the castrated young cow the uh, the dove the lamb you understand and all manner of animals that were seemed pure hallelujah by God and so what happens is that based on the level of your sin you can bring either a cow a bullock a lamb or a bird do you understand to purify your sin and one of the uh, practice was if you bring something like a lamb in the early testament and the priest will be with the lamb and be praying to God consigning your sin while you lay your hands on the head of the animal then the animal will be butchered so the blood now will be used for the purification some will be used for atonement to God while some will be sprinkled on you do you understand to show that your sin has been forgiven so it means that lamb or that dove took your place and that's like what is to come the death of Jesus on the cross that's why the Bible says that Jesus Christ is the lamb of the world who take away the sins of the world the lamb of God sorry who takes away the sins of the world because that lamb whenever it's been slain when the blood is spilled out what happens is that your sin is being atoned for now but as God began to take us God knew that that annual practice was not enough to take man from his sin so God devised another means because one of the way God works with us is that he works with us from one dimension of glory to another. God does not display everything to us at once, even though he knows the end of a thing from the beginning. He takes us from one process to another because we are humans and we are limited. We can't absorb everything at the same time. So that's why God takes us through process. And now, it came to a point where Jesus Christ had to die for our sins. And the Bible said that when Jesus hung on the cross and he gave up the the ghost... What happened was that there's a big curtain from the top to the bottom that separates the inner courts from the outer court and the holy of holies. Hallelujah that the ordinary men like you and I could not enter. Only the high priest could enter. Now, but what happened? When Jesus Christ died on that cross, there was a mighty earthquake and that big curtain was torn from the top to the bottom to show that man is no longer restricted. There's an unlimited access to god so it's no longer a pope it's no longer a bishop it's no longer a prophet that could assess god and hear god directly it means okay can be in his drum and say lord what do you want me to play today and the Lord will order his steps. We order his hands. Sound very can go to a, an event where men who are mounting sounds better than him in the state, and he'll say, Lord, grant me wisdom. With his small Beringa mixer, he'll be able to deliver more than what people with millions will come. Why? Because... When Jesus was slain on the cross, his body was torn into two. That body that was torn was a symbol of the curtain that was torn. And so, that's why the Bible says, in him we live, move and have our being." So, your access and your redemption is not outside Christ. It was in Christ. When that curtain was torn open, that curtain that you did not have access to because you were not a high priest, when Jesus died on the cross, you were able to walk into Jesus through the access to access God hallelujah freely without any guilt without any condemnation so the perfect sacrifice not just one aspect of the gospel the perfect sacrifice is the gospel so without the perfect sacrifice you'll be praying in tongues sowing seeds doing the works of God but you are still limited you are still limited because God has not designed life to be outside Christ so when you want to do it by yourself, it's going to be struggle. It's going to be struggles every year. It's going to be struggles every year. And God is talking to me to speak to somebody here. That the struggles can stop if you make Jesus your source. If you understand the perfect sacrifice and if you start with God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So this is very, very important. The perfect sacrifice something you must understand in the book of second corinthians chapter 2 verse 14. I want you to note that scriptures down. The Bible says, "But thanks be unto God, who always leadeth us in triumph in Christ, and maketh manifest through us the savor of his knowledge in every place." Are you there? Let me point something to you. Second 2 Corinthians 2:14. 2, second 2 Corinthians 2:14. 2, Are you there? "But thanks be unto God" Who always leads us to triumph in who? In who? Say in Christ if you're not there. (laughs) In your Bible it says in Christ. Who always leads us to triumph in who? In Christ. So sir, your triumph is not outside Christ. Your triumph is where? In Christ. Your triumph is in Christ. Somebody say glory to God. Say my triumph is in christ so victory is always ours to enjoy in christ jesus it's not outside jesus because the perfect sacrifice of jesus on the cross because of that sacrifice you have been made qualified somebody say i'm qualified so when you see mr team on social media say i'm qualified this is what i bank on i'm qualified not because i went to school to read a small degree Not because I can wear some shirts. Not because I can drive some cars. I am qualified because of the perfect sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. So if you understand this, say to yourself, I am qualified. No, say it with all conviction. I am qualified. Because of what Jesus did on the cross, I am qualified. Somebody say, glory to God. And you see, the interesting thing is that You weren't making plans to live right before the loving arms of the Father were stretched to take you away from sins. You were not planning to live right because the Bible says, while we were yet in sin, in the book of Romans chapter 5 verse 8, it says, while we were yet in sin, Christ died for us. So see, we're not planning that, okay, next week I'm going to stop sinning. So when Jesus or when God discovered that, wow, my son wants to stop sinning next week, then he'll now be jogging and waiting for you the next week so when the next week now came and you changed your mind then he now hugged you and began to love you no he says even while you were yet in sin so for some of us God had to literally pull us away from sin get out from here and live a life of righteousness God had to inflict you with something God had to send a man of God and say you will die if you don't stop from your sin and suddenly that you will die, that means nothing to you because as a cultist, you used to kill people. Death means nothing. But because you heard that word from an anointed man, it means God literally pulled you. Thank you, man of God. So while you were yet in sin, for some of you, while you were trying to go and visit a boyfriend in a state to commit fornication, a tract was handed over to you in the bus and that's how you came down in Akwanga and turned back to Makodi. While you were yet in sin, So you are not making plans. So it has nothing to do with who you are or what you are trying to do for God. No, the the New Testament uh, gospel is not about what you are going to do for God. It's about what God has done for you. Somebody say amen. It's not about what you are going to do for God or what you are trying to do for God. It's what God has already done for you. So what we do in the New Testament is that we appropriate it, we receive it. We lay hold. We take what God has already done via the perfect sacrifice of Jesus. So, what you need is the taking, is the believing, is the collecting, is the appropriating, is the living, is the flexing, is the living in, is the driving, is the believing. Hallelujah. That's what the New Testament uh, believer does. It's not, not the struggles. The Bible says, by strength shall no man prevail no man you can't prevail by sin by 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 strength see you 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 can't you can't try to stop sin you know let me just tell you now <laughs> you understand but the only way you can live it is when you accept what jesus has done for you hallelujah and suddenly the struggles will just fizzle away hallelujah Father, we give you praise. We magnify your name. Somebody just bow your head. Say, Father, thank you for the perfect sacrifice. Father, we give you praise. Father, we worship you. We give you praise. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody say amen. The perfect sacrifice. This is where it happens. In the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 5, in the NLT, it says, 2 Corinthians 3, verse 5, it says, it is not that we think we are qualified to do anything of our own. Our qualification comes from God. <laughs> Did you hear that? It is not that we are qualified to do anything on our own, but our qualification comes from where? From our BSc in Mascom, from our BSc in Theology, from our ministry, our qualification comes somewhere. So turn to your neighbor and say, You are qualified. Eh, you are qualified. Hallelujah. So our qualification is tied to the cross. It's tied to the cross. When I see the cross, I see my weakness. But when I behold the cross, therein lies my unforgiving, frail self. Hallelujah. That the blood of Jesus has paid for. for your blood has washed my sins for your blood has washed my guilt for your blood has made me righteous so when god gave me this revelation this song was better. and i tell you the truth whenever i sing this song i stand in victory i hope you're gonna sing with us for your blood has washed my guilt for your blood has made me righteous most holy sing it like you mean for your blood for your blood lift your hands and worship him with this song for your blood has washed my guilt for your blood has made me righteous most holy God. for the last time for your blood please lift your hands and worship him in appreciation say father thank you for your blood has washed my guilt for your blood has made me righteous most holy now let me take this concluding part as we take the communion and go the first point to enter your call what is the first thing you must recognize the second thing is what the third is what and the fourth is a life without condemnation now number three and four is supposed to be linked together but I decided to split number four from number three for a particular purpose and you see that's why I'm not ashamed for example personally as mr. Tim or afraid to say that I am qualified Because of what we just dealt with because there's now in the book of romans chapter 8 verse 1 it says now therefore there's no more condemnation for those who who are in christ jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit so we are in christ jesus so for you and i sir there's no condemnation for us and now let me let me let me make something clear to you i pray that god give you a revelation are we together somebody say talk to me sir now condemnation is not just when i meet you malik and i say you are a sinner you will die and go to hell no condemnation is beyond that do you know why that is just even a lighter level of condemnation when someone condemns or speak condemning word against you do you know why it's even the kindergarten level it's because you can find another man of god that can speak the right words to nullify but the highest level of condemnation is when they say, Ah, this exam, how the thing goes. Say, ah, boy, I'm not sure I write anything, I just follow people, who enter. I'm not sure anything will come. I, that's why I keep the past question so that next year. So you are condemning yourself. When they say, Ah, did they apply for Empower? I say, Ah, now let people will get before National Assembly. That's condemnation. Every time you think that what people are qualified for, you can't be qualified for, it's a condemnation. It's a condemnation. And God wants you to walk out of condemnation. So every time you look at yourself, and it looks like you cannot get out of this sickness because your father, and your grandfather was once inflicted, and they died at a particular age. And so you are just speaking the word. But every time they say, "Come out for healing," you know that you know because how about your father said, "Now introduce you to God." But this sickness now killer, you. Just want serve God it's condemnation. Every time your heart tells you you cannot get better out of life, it's condemnation every time you think that the level that you are is the level that you are going to die in is a condemnation and so that kind of condemnation nobody can deliver you out of it because consciously and unconsciously you walk in that light of who you think you are not but if the bible says you are the beloved of the lord hallelujah the bible says you are the head and not the tail it says you are the first only and not you are the are not beneath it says, among your mates, none shall make you down. Among your equals, none shall be equal with you. It says, where there's a casting down for others, for you, there shall be a lifting up. The Bible says, you're the light of the world. A city set upon the hill. So you're not living in obscurity. You have fame. Do you understand? You are known. You are popular. Not because you try to struggle a platform, but because of the perfect sacrifice. So if you can live outside condemnation, your life will be better off some people who are singing worship up and down and even preaching, they are living in condemnation no. oh, you don't know that's why when you tell them, step out and go and start a sound ministry they say, how will they start? you are condemning yourself, and some fairy God told me to tell you just step out oh. step out I'm telling you the truth, he says if you don't step out, you will continue to be small, and that's not his will I was speaking to, was it you now I think it was you I, say, I thank God because we have somebody like Sound Ferry who is born again. And I can be in Abuja or I can be in Zaria and say, I'm hosting an event and I need one and 1,000 persons will be involved. I'm sending you the sum of 200,000. Please do a sound that can cover 1,000 congregation And I'm rest assured that this man will deliver because this man is born of God. So, but see, if you don't take that step to move forward, you may spend so much time in obscurity and you think it's the will of God sometimes we stretch and just break boundaries we just step into some waters we don't know where it will lead us to let me tell you one of the things that broke the spirit of obscurity and condemnation in my life i was reading the scriptures someday and the bible told me when moses died and joshua was leading the people of god to the promised land and they got to a place called jordan listen to this story very well it's in your bible and when they got to jordan what happened (laughs) <laughs> the jordan river was flowing it was in rush but god told joshua jo- joshua consulted god because he must start with who god and god told him what to do what did god uh, told joshua to do it was a crazy one god told him get the priests, get the psalmists, the musicians the worshipers and let them hold the ark of the covenant he said let them be in the front the other church members will be at the back he said, let, let them begin to worship God. Begin to sing songs of praise and worship. Give praise to God. Begin to give declaration. And he see, as they are worshipping, let the priests and the worshippers take the first step and put inside the rushing water. Not inside Gugao. Not inside well. Not inside gutter. Not inside stream. Inside the rushing water of Jordan. And they believed God. Because I told you about believing God. And this is what happened. As they began to worship and they took the first step and they landed into Jordan the water splitted because see when God tells you run and pass into this wall God will already have made a door in the wall so God never gives you an instruction without a provision and so men who understand how God operates when they inquire of God and they know that what I'm about to do is not covetousness it's not sin and God gives permission they just take the step and they begin to go and suddenly the door opens, and when I say suddenly, I'm not saying when you just enter the thing, palm or oh no, it takes a little while, a process, but you can never miss it with God. Glory to God. So, see, quit condemning yourself, say to yourself, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. If anybody deserves any better thing, then that person is Mr. Team. Uh, if you like, call my name. If anybody deserves anything good in life, that person is Mr. Team if anybody deserves to walk in the miraculous that person is Mr. Tim if anybody deserves to walk in in the provisions of God that person is Mr. Tim somebody say amen so you need to understand as a roundup that the freedom you enjoy in Christ brought a moment of limitation to Jesus he was not limited on the cross by the nails he did not hang there because the Roman soldiers were so strong and could stop him hallelujah but he was limited on the cross of Calvary for your sake in order to purchase your freedom in order to give you that free access to the Father in order to make you who God wants you to be so imagine how Jesus will feel when you are incarcerated in condemnation when you consistently live in condemnation both what people say and what you say to yourself imagine it means what Jesus has done is stupid yes now what it implies and you see the worst thing it's not even about you only talking about condemning what and all that it is even more dangerous for ministers of the gospel of jesus christ to base their ministry on condemnation it is dangerous that kind of ministry can never grow it's not a cause because you cannot be where god used to be and expect to be in the promised land You, you get what i'm saying a lot of ministries are still in the shoe bread. In the tabernacle of Moses. You understand? And God has cleared that curtain already. In Israel right now, when they, because you know, Jewish, um, the uh, Christian faith was carved out from the Jewish religion. So in, Jews, in, in, in Jerusalem right now, in Israel, all over in Israel, even whenever they go through that Passover lamb and they go through those routines, power is no longer there anymore. Because Jesus, God don't change address. He now lives in you. Ah. <laughs> say he lives in me. Hallelujah. He has changed address. He now lives in me. It's no longer in any temple that was built by Solomon. Or any temple that was designed or orchestrated by uh, Moses. It's no longer in those temples. Hallelujah. He now lives in you. Somebody say he lives in me. And this is the good news, number five. And that is the last. We're going to be on our feet. Okay, I'll tell you when to be on your feet as we take the good news. In the book of Philippians, number five is the good news. The number five point. point. Philippians chapter one, verse six, and that's the last point. says, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will perfect it unto the day of Jesus. Say to yourself, my name is Mr. Tim. And God has begun a good work in me. And he's perfecting me day by day. Somebody shout Glory. Somebody shout glory to God. So your call is important to God. Destinies are dependent on you. Your life is also important to God. And he will complete what he has started. Don't throw in the towel. Because every great vision is challenged. And yours will triumph. If God has said it, God will bring it to pass. If God has called you by name, then God will establish you. No weapon that is formed against you shall be able to prosper. Every tongue that is risen against you in judgment is condemned in the name of Jesus. You are the redeemed of the Lord. Open your mouth and begin to confess your right in God. No, I don't want you to pray it on so speak those words say I am the righteousness of God. I am I am walking in victory. I am walking in in, in in righteousness. I am no longer condemned. I'm not struggling with sin. Sin is not struggling with me. Man kapa. we don't have a business. Man, I walk in prosperity. I walk in the fullness of God's grace. Oh, Please pray, please pray. Pray for yourself. Speak those words of confession. You can open your eyes. You can close your eyes. Anything you want to do. Is a time of declaration declare say I'm the righteousness of God say God is living in me say Christ in me the hope of glory say to yourself I am not limited I am not that man who is known for carryovers in my class I'm not limited in ministry say to yourself my ministry is thriving I'm not struggling to fulfill God's will open your mouth and begin to say I'm not I'm not struggling to be accepted I am accepted in the beloved open your mouth and say that in the name of Jesus the bible says you are a chosen generation a royal priesthood a holy nation a peculiar person who is fashioned to to fulfill the will of god upon earth open your mouth and begin to to, to declare that you are a chosen generation god has blessed you he lives in you men the leg of the ocean rabba rabba rin the labrado shanelagadaba rambalabra father we bless you we leave this bread and we leave this wine to you we decree and we declare everything that is not of God in the lives of your people be destroyed by the communion in the name of Jesus as you take this wine Let the blood of Jesus flow in your body and destroy everything that is not of God. I decree and I declare by this communion, every ancestral curse, every demonic curse, every curse of the law is broken today in the name of Jesus. As we remind ourselves of the blood and the body of Jesus, every limitation that you have ever experienced in your career, it is broken today in the name of Jesus. Every evil dream that you have struggled with is broken today in the name of Jesus. That fear of you not going to be a good mother or a good wife or a good husband or a good father is destroyed in the name of Jesus. The Bible says perfect love casts away all fear. I decree and I declare by the love of Jesus that we share today every fear is dislodged in your body, in your life in the name of Jesus. Is there any symptom in your body as you take this wine and this bread every symptom is destroyed right now in the name of jesus i bind every sickness every high blood pressure every asthma that you are plagued with in the name that is above every other name it is destroyed in your life right now in the name of jesus you are healed from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet and to god who is able to save us and keep us perfect in his holy arms father we submit ourselves to you and we say take charge And let this body and blood speak a new thing in our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus. As you take it, take it with all smile and joy. And enjoy yourself. Because if God have said it, do you understand, he'll perfect it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So, there's a bread there and it has all been blessed.